Hey, and welcome to Dealing with the Germans. My name is Anders. And I'm Philip. And today, Philip, um, we, I, I've got a, a small list of topics that I, that I wanted to, to talk to you about. But let's start, because um, you've, you've mentioned before that, that you are a Buddhist, that you practice Buddhism. And um, I know recently you lost a good friend. Um, so I wanted to, to put that in perspective in terms of how the Germans deal with, with, with sorrow and grief, because the Germans, they, 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 they tend to have a nice balance there. They, they particularly here in, in the south of, of Germany, they go to, to church and light a candle. I don't know if you've ever, you know, seen that tradition. I've you, never heard of that. You've never heard of it. But but isn't that like a, a Catholic thing? It is. Is that a Catholic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it, it derives from Catholicism, Catholicism um, and but it's, it's coming more and more in the north as well, in, in the north of Germany and even in my native Denmark. It's... it's it's you know seen like it. It's a nice tradition. You 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 walk into the church. You sit down quietly. You you light a candle and you think about the person. I mean, I lost now, my. Is Denmark more of a Protestant? Uh, yes. Nation. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a it's a Protestant um, nation. The the official religion is Protestantism, <laughs> and it's. Um, but you know it's. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, the Danes are not particularly religious. It's something you know. You no. you reminded of 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 God and Jesus around Christmas, so everybody rushes to church on Christmas Eve. Um, I was under the impression that most of those Nordic countries were m- more towards the secular, or they would lean more towards the secular side of things. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have a Protestant. Uh, background, you know, a history of mm-hmm. it. Um, but uh, I think I think you can say that the the you know the core values of the society up there is is based on Christian values. I mean, do not kill, do not steal, all these things. Um, it's kind of you know it's it's founded on 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 the the Ten Commandments and the you know the Bible and God and but but in in, in a modern society it's. You know, there's. You don't really think much about where do these basic rules r- really originate, um, and in I think in, in in here in southern Germany, it's you know it's a little more present, just a little more. But even though the Germans, I, I mean, I mean, as as far as I see it, they 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 are not they're not that much more religious than. Than the Danes, they are not. Hmm. Um, but they do have this tradition about um, going to church and 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 think of the dead, particularly around Halloween um, on the first of November, which is the day after Halloween night. Do they call this uh, All Saints Day? Yeah, alle alle Heiligen. They they go to uh, the cemeteries and and they you know light a candle and they. You know, just stand there and and either chat or just quietly think about the dead, dead family members, friends, 
Um, um, and a, 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 a funny thing is, it's also the day traditionally known to be the first day where you are allowed to wear your winter fur. <laughs> so the 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 past ladies, if they have a like a a, a fur. They can wear in the winter. That's the first day they are allowed to wear that for the season. <laughs> so it's it's like official rules. <laughs> yes. So so uh, uh, well, in Mexico we also have a Catholic background, and we also do Day of the Dead. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, probably a little more colorful. And I haven't experienced um, the passing of anyone here in Germany, aside from Stephanie's grandmother. But at that time, uh, I think we only had Henry. Henry was really young, so I wasn't even part of the of the ceremony. I actually stayed outside, okay, uh, taking care of Henry. Yeah, and we and we hung out in the yard of the family member's house or somewhere nearby. So I didn't get to see that, and I think maybe I joined the family for a meal, you know. But this is typical kind of a, yeah. What do you call this uh, in this hall banquet halls where you can have yeah large amount of people yeah. There's a but, there's, there's um, typically. Um, I was a witness. That's what I'm trying to say. I was a witness to how they light a candle. Or, but I think this people are probably Protestant. Mm-hmm. They're not Catholics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, traditionally, even though if you're, even though you, even if you're, um, whether you're a, a Catholic or or, or Protestant, um, when it comes to the funeral service, that's pretty much the same. Although I think. Uh, th- a Catholic priest tends to take a little more time uh, on his sermons, and uh, I mean, it can take hours. <laughs> um, I'm not used to that from from my Danish background. If you go to church and, and there's a funeral, it takes like half an hour, and then the the thing is over, and you go out into the graveyard and you you continue the service there, but you don't sit in the in the in the church for that long. That's different here, um, but I mean they they have this this nice way about you know a, a dead person is of course you're sorry and 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 you you grieve and and you you need a place mm-hmm. to to go with all that, but they they have this once the immediate sorrow is gone you 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 tend to think about the dead in a, in a in a very positive way and and it's natural for many people to go to the cemetery and or church light a candle or stand by the grave and just you know spend some time with a dead person and i i think that's that's a nice touch i like that they do. yeah this is something that i've uh, that i've definitely seen here where people are very disciplined in the upkeep of the stones oh yeah yeah, yeah. Or the headstones, yeah. right? So there's a big culture in that too. Yeah, where you can even find, like in cemeteries in Germany, like uh, these um, buckets where you can get water, like yeah, for pouring water. Mm-hmm. There's rakes, so I guess even if you don't have your own gießen kind of right, yeah, yeah, you're you, you're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the uh, watering can you still can get one there, and there's water source, and yeah, you yeah. get a rake so you can clean out the leaves and. Exactly. People digitally bring yeah. um, flowers and stuff. Yeah. Um, in in Denmark, my dad um, he died fifteen years ago, and and he has a he has a, a stone and 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 a place, and and we we go there every every time we're in Denmark, we go there, and and um, it's the same thing. I like to stand there just for 
couple of minutes just quietly and and even with my son he never met his granddad but but he, he you know it's it's in him that he he likes to go there just to you know just just feel the presence of of someone and and it's it's something that 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 we do in Denmark as well so um yeah it's it's a it's a nice thing how do you do how do you do that in 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 the US uh, do you know any place where you go uh, to to visit friends or family members so in my family um well in my mother's side of the family it's it's been mostly um Oh, how do you call it when you uh, cremation? So, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. my side of the, my side of the family has been mostly cremation. So mm-hmm. my first, um, my mother's, so my grandma, my mother's mother, um, passed away uh, in a car accident when my mom was young. She was fairly young, and then my mom had to go live with her uh, with her relatives. Uh-huh. But her ashes were spread out in a, in a park. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in uh, Griffith Park uh, in Los Angeles. Okay. And um, so yeah, so when so in the first time that I went to the states um, because I grew up in Mexico, mm-hmm. um, I got a I was introduced to this concept of you know cremation because my grandmother was cremated. And mm-hmm. We were looking for the tree. I'm not sure if that stuff is allowed to be done. Okay, to be quite yeah. honest. It isn't here. I think it's a too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's a little too late to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, to ride anyway yeah, yeah. But people do this, and I guess people go on cruise ships too, also to do this, like uh, you know, spread the ashes in the ocean. Or, yeah. Uh, and so, even as a young person, I always thought, okay, I would probably be cremated, um, you know, and probably would like to have my ashes, you know, mixed with the soil of, you know. Yeah, of California or yeah. the Pacific Ocean, somewhere like that. I mean, that's sort of the uh, the mindset that I grew up with, and um, I did grow up in a super religious home. My mother did grow up in a Catholic family, mm-hmm. but she also, I guess, would be considered Protestant or Baptist. So, uh, yeah, sort of, so the more modernized version of Christianity, mm-hmm. and. Um, the only other time that I was close to, or that I experienced a Catholic funeral, was uh, the um, the husband. One of so my mother's uh, husband, stepfather, I guess he had passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, this gentleman was really old, so mm-hmm. there was some connection there. So we went to see him, and they had an open casket yeah. uh, funeral. <laughs> okay, so I I don't know how old I was. Um, Either junior high or high school age, still fairly young though. So that was. So you, that you, was not the first time I saw a dead body, but it was the closest I've been to. Yeah, exactly. I, I've never seen a dead body because um, here in 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 Germany and in Denmark, it's not normal with an open casket. You you hardly ever see that. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like. I think that extends from the. Re- regard towards people right like the humanity of people like it's not to be displayed yeah they don't, they don't take that so um yeah they're not so open with that like no I think they're a little more reserved a little more yeah. street yeah exactly kind of stuff. yeah yeah exactly and also what you said about the, the the cremation um in germany you you don't you're not allowed to get 
the the urine the the what do you call, what do you call that a, a urine the the a urine yeah, yeah. urn urn um uh, you you don't get the family members do not get that from 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 the cremation centers or the service um yeah that's right i heard about that yeah. i heard that there it's something something related to the toxicology of it right you're not allowed to have that kind of stuff in a household yeah i think so um th th there's something there and also um for for the reasons that you just mentioned it's not allowed to spread the ashes just in a public place um, or in a garden it's not allowed um you can't go to the mountains for instance and and, and spread it there so so basically there there are only a few legal things to do with the ashes anyway so so the funeral service they the funeral people they 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 keep the ashes until you decide what what to do and where to put it. So that's it. That's the rule. You can't have it as. So a do they have like? Um, do they have these kind of halls where they have um, like mezzanines where they have all the? They urns? they have that, and then they have um, small funeral places with smaller stones uh, in the graveyard where you can where you can put them if if you want to. So so. So um, the place in the in, in the graveyard is literally just like one square meter, and that's that's okay. that's it. That's enough for the for the for the urn. Yeah. So um, and my dad has such a small place. He was he was cremated too. Um, so yeah, I think only it, it's again it's also a thing you can decide before you die uh, or your family can do it you should. Um, whether you want to be cremated or just buried um, and that depends on on your uh, a lot of elderly they they tend to still be buried like traditionally six feet under and all of that um, yeah so there's but I've heard there's uh, logistical issues that are What's going on with that? You know, one we're not we're running out of place. Yeah, places to to bury people. Mm -hmm. The toxicity of the bodies. Yeah, um, also affects the earth. Yeah, in that place. Yeah. Um, so I guess getting cremated, getting taking up less space is probably one way to solve it. Yeah. In Denmark, in 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 many uh, country churchyards, that you know. Like after ten, fifteen, twenty years, the the um, if if the family's dead and and it's not being kept, then the stone is removed and it's just you know uh, placed with grass, um, and and then it's allowed to to reclaim that space for another another dead body. Um, so so, um, but obviously, you know the the remains will. Be somewhere underground, uh, but after twenty years, then then they usually say that you know it's it's fine. We can we can use it for someone else now, uh, if the family uh, is not around anymore. So so um, I don't know. In 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 the country, there there tend to be still a lot of space, but in the cities, more and more people are moving towards the the, the cities. It is an issue. It's definitely an issue here in Munich. I know of three to four. Big cemeteries, they're like really big cemeteries. Um, but other than that, I I don't know. Um, th this is a city with 1.5 million people. So um, you would think that 
that space is a is a precious thing. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's because I know, like uh, in Nuremberg, we have we have also quite a few um, uh, cemeteries there, mm -hmm. and West Friedhof, I think, might be the one, the biggest one, mm -hmm. if not one of at least one of the biggest ones. But the other cemetery in Johannes, um, this is where Albert Zurer is um, is buried. I'm pretty sure no one gets buried there mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is like an ancient yeah. uh, burial place. You yeah. probably have to have some sort of, you know, I don't know, you have to be in a family with hundreds of years of leniency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. I, I don't think you get to see that. But... Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's something that it should be planned ahead. Like you should, it's and you shouldn't have to wait till you're much older. Uh, specifically, especially if you want to like uh, secure a plot, yeah, or secure you know all of those uh, arrangements that needs to be made. Yeah, you should never put that burden on people uh, or on your family. No, you know, after the fact. My my mom, she's uh, she's uh, close to she's almost seventy now, and and she already. She already reserved the place there in in it's coming here in Germany as well and in Denmark it's quite popular there's um in the woods they have special places for for burying burying people so my mom she's going to a um a um a cemetery uh, in in the woods you know a, a peaceful quiet place with big t trees and and just a a green lawn and 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 um and then she will get a Plague somewhere on a on a small stone wall um, with her name on it, and and that's it. Um, and do you have um, do you have any other kind of? Is there like a plot, or is there a cross, or is there? There is a cross. Yeah, yeah. There is a cross, okay. and then you. But I think it's it's you don't get to know the exact position of where she will be buried. Um, it's just a big lawn, and. And you can go there and and just you know sit quietly on a bench and and just think. So it's it's a nice place, and and she said you know I, I want to go there, um, and I like the idea. Well, that's kind of what they that's kind of what they do with like um, these mass graves. Like they'll do that. I know like in Spain they have a whole bunch of mass graves like that in forests the area because of the nineteen eighteen flu. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so they're trying to. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of these things where it's just an, a, a, a patch of area. There's, I don't think there's even a cross. There might be a sign or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <clears throat> yeah. it's not indicative of, or it, it doesn't have any specific signs. Or like here is such and such. The thing is, it's it's. But that was a logistical solution they had to come up with. Yeah, obviously. the thing is, it's 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 um, it's good because no family member member of them. They don't have to go, and they don't have to maintain anything. And it's usually, um, to some people, it can be a costly affair to just, you know, get someone in the ground and and the upkeeping of it. It's um, and my mom already said, you know, she doesn't she doesn't want me. I live here. I live like a thousand kilometers away from from her. My sister still lives in the in the area, but you know, she said, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you. Uh, children uh, coming and and feel obliged to 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 maintain it. It's it's just it's not important. So so that's 
that's her decision. I know where to go when when the time comes. I would know where to go and 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 you know, sit quietly and think of her. Although I don't really, because we we've our experience with my dad. Yeah, we go a couple of times uh, a year to his his grave, but that's not how we think of him. You know, we think of him. You know, in many other situations and in many other. Uh, yeah, in, in many other, other ways, it's not only when we go to the grave that we think of him. So, so it's 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 not important in that sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think it's important. I think uh, to remember people. Uh, yeah, not having to be dependent on mm-hmm. go, attending the cemetery yeah, or going there. Exactly, because life didn't happen to you know. It, it didn't happen there. It happened outside of there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like you know, Christmas Eve, it's it's traditionally where you think of of past family members, and and we got a friend in our circle here who lost her dad during Christmas or close to Christmas, just before Christmas. And Christmas in the, in her family was always a very important thing, and still is. So now her dad is part of that you know with the sorrow and the grief and all of that but still in a in a in a in a good and possible and soothing way he's still there he's still around particularly for christmas um so they and, and obviously it, it's a more traditional and 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 believing family so they 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 go to the grave uh, regularly um but they don't they do not only think of him when they're there they you know Christmas is definitely one of the of the times of the year where where he's present in their memory. So, yeah, I have a Buddhist friend who is um, much older than I am and um, had been part of the practice much longer than I. Mm-hmm. His his mother also passed away around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Chris, and, I mean, we obviously don't celebrate Christmas. Um, so I remember one one of the first Christmas that I had once I had returned from my time in service, uh, I'd learned about this, and so we ended up spending time together. And so it's a nice it's a nice time for us to connect because I know his mother is on his mind, and uh, he has mentioned you know just reach out to me because this is the hardest time of the year for me. Yeah. So it's always good to talk. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. And so Christmas is, uh, but there's a couple of people who's, you know, uh, they've lost family, you know, during Christmas time. It's got to be, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough, you know, especially because it overshadows, it can overshadow the celebration or the, you know, the happy aspects of the celebration. Yeah. It's, it's um, speaking of that, I mean, I, I lost my dad on my 33rd birthday on the exact day. Um, and my grandmother, his mother turned 80 on the same day. Um, we, I shared a, a birthday, the birthday with my grandmother, um, who lived to be 88. Um, and on her 18th birthday, my dad passed away, um, from a stroke. Um, and the, the funny thing, my, my grandmother said like the, the year after, um, she said, you know, you and I, we have this birthday and your dad passed away and it's, but we still need to have our birthday. We still need to 
you know, be happy on our birthday, still need to allow other people to to celebrate us if they want. And so, so we chose to kind of have that day is like a split thing, you know, it's sadness and, and happiness. But we 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 agreed that you know we we should think of him positively and then just you know still have our birthday. So yeah, it's. I've I've um you know, some of the um things that I do to remember the people that I've lost. Um, is I'll have I'll have a beer. And, you know, we grew up with this notion of pouring a little liquor for the homies mm -hmm. uh, in California. So, uh, unfinishing a beer or not finishing a beer is, uh, you know, kind of something that we that we do. Mm -hmm. In the military, um, during these holidays, we set up a table uh, in the kitchen halls or in your household. You can do this, too, where it's an empty plate, um, and, but it has everything that you would... Um, that you would, assuming you would set it up for extra guests. And so that table is specifically, or that seating is specifically set for the soldiers that have passed away mm -hmm. and uh, who you can remember. Yeah. So there's always a place for them that's a in nice your thing. heart. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, so, no. And usually in a, usually like in a, um, in a chow hall, You'll have, you know, as you go in and you get the food, it's the, usually the first place to set up. And it's just set up just for them. Okay. You know, and then you can sit after that area. Okay. I never heard about that, but it's, it's, uh, I like, I like the idea of it. it it's, it's a, it's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the idea of never being forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do you, do you go, uh, I mean, I've, I've been to, um, Arlington and and you know all the 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 soldiers that are buried there is do you have a place like that in LA where yeah, yeah. we do we have one on the uh, on the west side of LA yeah just like Arlington yeah. where it's you know the military stones are just the one white stone with the names and the yeah. dates and the rank yeah and there's um there is still a lot of land like um, I remember that this is something. And even as a veteran, if you wanted to, to you know, try to get one of those lots, you gotta um, prepare it ahead of time mm -hmm. because they do run out of uh, out of space. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Or it's reserved for um, you know, yeah, high echelon people. It's huge. Or you know, really, really special. Yeah, occasions. Yeah, but I think everyone has a chance to be able to be buried there. Okay, if given the opportunity. Okay, yeah. It's it's um well I I I think it's 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 vast it's huge Arlington was so big I, I've kind of lost track when I was just walking around there just on on the main pathways and it's just my God where are we now because it's it seems like you can walk around for for a long long time um, so but you, if you know exactly where you're going then. Um, it's, it's it should be fine. Yeah, this place is right across the road from um, it's right across the highway from the West LA Veteran Center. Mm -hmm. So there's a little tunnel that takes you underneath because there's obviously you're right in the intersection of the West Side of LA. So there's a freeway and there's a oh. major roads. Yeah. So there's a bit of a, a tunnel that you can get to. 
to try to get to the other side. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's and and you see it too. Like when you drive, you know, it's not it's a place that you have to drive into. If you're on the four or five, you know where you're driving through. If you're over there by Zapolida, okay, you you know exactly where it is. Eh. So it's not hidden. No, it's it shouldn't be hidden. It's part of our of our American of culture course. too. You know, yeah. to remember the soldiers. Of course. Of course. So, um, I, I just quickly, um, I, I wanted to touch base on another thing that I've been meaning to ask you for, for a long time. Um, where are you, Philip, on on climate change? What are you? Th- because this is a completely different topic, but we have never ever discussed this on on our podcast. <laughs> that's, a, that's a segue. Yeah. Where am I on climate yeah, change? Yeah. What's your um, standpoint? What's what's um, It's a very open question, I know, but uh, are you? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I. You, I don't know if I have a stand on it. I mean, I obviously, I'm aware of the things that we do to contribute to the pollution, mm-hmm. which obviously helps heat up the uh, the planet. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have a, a high opinion on it, aside from the fact it, this is what is tricky about it. It's if I say I don't have a stance on it. You know, people will point it out and say, "Well, then oh, you're a denier." <laughs> yeah, but I don't deny it. I don't. You know, that's the thing where, like, I have seen the uh, time lapses and the in the data. I mean, here's the thing: ten years after Google has been online, they started releasing this information that they were gathering um, around the planet. So, you know, Google Earth keeps track. They, Google has satellites, and they keep track of the uh, temperatures of the Earth yeah. and the oceans and all of this stuff so you can see it like it's it's been only recent that we finally figured out um how the whole like earth temperature uh, regulation yeah. system works yeah so I, i don't deny that part i think this is this is the part where like the immediate um I guess the most uh, the effect that it has on us right which is like we see the increase in temperatures We see the drought that is causing that, mm-hmm. especially in places mm-hmm. uh, that have hot, you know, warmer temperatures. Um, and I think you cannot deny that. No. But but for the big picture as to like how climate has changed over thousands of years, I don't have enough data. No. I mean, obviously, the Earth was frozen at one point and then it you know it melted again. So that's also global warming. It is, um, but I think it's I think it's it's the issue of like weather and climate, right? Like weather changes and climate uh, uh, trends. Yeah, um, I don't quite remember it. I think weather is like short term, and and climate is you know longer term. Um, that's how they the science defines this. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, climate has has always changed and uh, will continue yeah. to change. Um, so I don't deny that. Uh, I think it's 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 also a fact that humans contribute. They they, you know, our be- yeah, for sure. our behavior is is like magnifying or amplifying the the um, the speed of of of, of what is happening. Um, and I also think that we could and should do something to. To make sure that we uh, humans can can stay on the planet for as long as possible, um, and we we have the means to do so. We have science, we have knowledge, we have 
we have ways of dealing with with the climate so that we can actually we can actually stay here on the planet because this is the thing i i, I don't think if 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 the rising temperatures continue for another century then we won't be able to live on this planet uh, i'm 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 painting a very black picture here but but are you planning on moving to mars <clears throat> No, but I agree with Elon Musk's plan to colonize Mars because um, it's it's we we as a as a human race we can't just be dependent on one planet. It's simply it's too risky. Um, you know, millions of years ago there was a meteor killing all the dinosaurs. Statistically, yeah. statistically, um, it might happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're totally right. Um, I, yeah, this, <laughs> this is really strange. I don't think about this kind of stuff often. Um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of dichotomies and there's dualities to this situation. I do, what, I don't know what the term is. Um, what is the term of a society that colonizes multiple planets? It's, um... Oh, yeah. Terra... Terraformers. <laughs> Terraformers. Terraformers? Is that, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I Terraforming is, is like... making the planet habitable. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But this idea that we that human beings could colonize other planets, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I mean, it's not like we haven't um, done that in a much more, smaller scale here in this planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we are explorers. If, yeah. People, the humans are explorers, and we've we we pretty much explored the entire planet. That was apart from the deep seas, very deep seas. Yeah, deep seas, not <laughs> <laughs> not totally, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think so. Like in that case, yeah, I'm totally for, um, yeah, going out there, colonizing, maybe terraforming, and trying to make it sustainable. I, I don't know what that is, um, but I think that. I, there's got to be a balance because while I hear a lot of people um, talk about like, okay, we just need to, Earth is going to die, so we need to move out there. It seems like a zero-sum game where then we forget about the things that we could be doing right now. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, this is the micro and the the micro and the macro. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so the idea of like, uh, okay, we can on the big large scale we can go to another planet. And make it habitable there, so we can save the human race from potential extinction, death and extinction yeah. here. <clears throat> yeah. But the other part is like, uh, like we were talking a little bit just just a second ago about how we are contributing to the rapid, uh, you know, diminishing of, of our planet. Yeah. Like you know, so what- I'm totally for like plastic, you know, containers and usage of plastics. I'm against. Uh, Cheap plastics yeah. that are don't become that are you know so the idea of like how do, do you, if you have a tool do you use it I think about it's just, it's, it's you got to be smart about how you do it exactly you know <clears throat> I agree and if anything we've seen a lot of like especially in the po- uh, po- on the political side of things we've seen a little a lot of things where it's just it's really just arrogance like you know people wanting to I don't know double down on on their own ideas, like, you know, people who are like climate change deniers, like, why would you, why would that, why would that be a platform? Yeah. You know, like, or people who are, you know, for a ban of fossil fuels, like, you, you, you will need 
you know, the, the reduction of our dependency of it, it's, it's also important. Like, I, I don't understand why it has to be either or. No. I mean, there could be a balance, you know. Here in, Germ- yeah. here in Germany, um, we don't have oil fields and we, we don't have big oil companies. Um, in Denmark, we, uh, we, we, we do. We have, we're self, um, sufficient on oil uh, from the North Sea. Um, yet we still follow the price schemes of OPEC countries. And so we don't have cheap oil. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 don't have any of it. No, it's, it's a big and source. Buying, uh, oil from Russia, right? Yeah. No, but, but I mean, um, yeah, getting uh, less uh, dependent on on fossil fuels is is definitely a thing here in Germany. I mean, they they um, you know electric cars um, um, here in Munich we have we have water energy or, or turbine energy from from the river um, stuff like that. You know, clean energy is something that that I don't. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's so if people are against. They say, you know, no, we 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 are, have to s- depend on on fossil fuels. I think it's because they have interest; they have financial interest in in that. And a lot of the uh, of, of the decision, you're right. a lot of the current decision makers, you know, they or lobbyists, they 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 control politics. It's infiltrated in everything. Not so much here in Germany because we don't have those industries, but we have the automobile industry. And they have been very, very slow on moving towards clean cars. You know, it's still a thing that they just didn't they they didn't move when they didn't have to. But now there's a public demand saying we we want electric cars. So oh, now they move. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it'll be interesting. Like, um, uh, yeah, because there's an article that I read a couple of years ago about you know waking up to sleeping giant and sort of. I think back then um, it was about the potential that the car industry here in Germany had because they had lost sort of, um, you know, the dominant uh, ground. Yeah. But now they had a chance if they chose so to, you know, invest into this electric car thing and just, you know, of course the Germans could produce the better cars than Tesla, but obviously Tesla is leading the way on this uh, electrical car situation. They have a first move advantage there absolutely tesla yeah the, uh, just a, 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 is it 5 years ago that the the, the volkswagen um, scandal you know the uh, abgas scandal <clears throat> the the diesel oh that's right yeah. with the uh, yeah that that was crazy so so people were were uh, lying about the results of yeah the, the test results of the accuracy yeah, right yeah exactly of the and and engine co2 emissions or something yeah the co2 emissions were like Hundred times higher than than what the test results said, and 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 it was to you know be attractive to to the average consumer saying you know these cars are safe they're they're good for the environment when they were not, and uh, Volkswagen is is really you know they got hit hard as they should yeah um, yeah and now they're coming back you know with with. Tremendous force with electric cars. So I think something good came out of that, actually, because they were now motivated to, you know, really become an attractive um, choice for to really do it. To really do it, you know, to just really say, okay, okay, then we we basically we we messed up there. Uh, 
I don't know how they can even come, you know, think of falsifying test results, but never mind that. But, but no, it's easy. It's easy for a corrupt person. It's easy. (laughs) I'm just naive. I don't know. But at, at least now they're coming. There are evil people in the world, Anders. There are evil people in the world. And it's not maybe not even about uh, being evil, but it's about being weak, you know, and lacking courage. Probably. You know, it, it, like you said, it's it sticks are a stake. So if you're the guy who has a nice, comfortable job, would you put that into, you know, would you jeopardize that for the betterment <laughs> of stuff? I think that's what it comes down to, yeah. and that's what makes these people hard to do. You know, when you're in the military and you have this kind of uh, security clearances, these are the red flags that they look for. Like, does the individual have a lot of debt? Because if you have a lot of debt, like, so if you're a gambler, you have a lot of debt, it is so much more easier for you to be compromised because a foreign agency could come with a lot of money and be like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. you take care of this if you do this. Yeah. So they look at this kind of stuff, you know, and they don't just give it to anybody just because, um, yeah, there's, like, different factors. Because even... Even in America, we have this freedom of speech. So, speaking bad against the your the government or politicians, it doesn't rule out your eligibility for this kind of uh, stuff. But it's the actions you've taken, yeah. you know. So, like if you belong to an extreme uh, group, like you know, and it's just it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, there's red flags. Uh, um, and I think then it goes down to the personal responsibility because if you have so much at stake and that you're willing to, you know, it's just it's just greed. If you're willing to lie about test results, you know, on like the Volkswagen scandal, like it's just greed. Yeah, you know, why else is it being motivated by it? <clears throat> yeah, and and uh, particularly in 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 Germany's more traditional culture of 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 uh, you know company co- big corporations. We have many of them here: Siemens, Bosch. Um, Volkswagen, BMW, Audi, and all. There's there's a lot of very big corporations here, and if you've kind of worked in, and and your position has has gone up uh, over the years, you you maybe you've had like twenty, thirty, forty years of career in in in, in a company, you get comfortable, right? You you yeah, you enjoy totally. a, a privilege, you enjoy a position. So I can absolutely relate to that. I've I've seen it in in other companies where I've worked. That you know, those people uh, where I work, they wouldn't ever be able to get a similar job in another corporation. But because they were there for so many years, they 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 enjoy privileges, and of course, they you know have a a private consumption of. They they live in a nice house. They drive a nice car. They you know they have a comfortable life. So yeah, obviously that's. Um, that's a thing. That's a motivator for for some. For me, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be holy here. I I can't put myself in in in, in that situation. I, I I don't know if what I would do. Um, but I hope I would be I would be um, sane and and you know keep my feet on the ground and say you know no this is wrong. This is this this doesn't. Well, <laughs> here's how you can test this. If you were walking late at night and you heard screams from an alleyway. Would you do something about it? And I don't mean like going in there like a superhero and trying to stop it, but would you call or would you ignore and try to mind your business? Because I think this this is a similar situation to yeah. where like, what's at stake? Yeah. What do I need to do? How does it interrupt what I'm doing? 
this um, study done. Like it, this was ha- this is notorious in New York where people would hear you know people screaming and asking for help, but nobody would do this. There's an effect. There's a name to this effect where no one does it because yep. in larger populated areas, you think someone else will already take care of it. So this relieving of responsibility is, um, I don't know what it's called, but th- this is where you can have, you know, your own meta discussion about like, what would you do? You know, do you stand up and say, hey, that's wrong? Or, you know, do you call out yeah. uh, injustices when you see them? Yeah, and I don't mean like going on Twitter and talking no. about like this is so terrible <laughs> that you saw it. Like in the moment, yeah. You know? I I I like to think that I do. Um, I definitely, um, you know, if I see something that that seems wrong, then I then I object. Um, but I will always assess the situation because I think many times. Don't you think that many times the reason why people do not act. On something is because the you know if if there's a some, someone being mocked or or be you know there people could, might have a weapon or the situation can escalate and be become extremely dangerous, um, which is probably more extreme in the states where where weapons um, are more common here in 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 Munich nobody nobody has a gun on him. Um, a knife maybe if you're in a gang or something but well that's definitely not what the Netflix shows <laughs> uh, tell you but you're right there is a, a lower uh, ownership of weapons here yeah. at least yeah. Um, yeah you have a higher chance of getting stabbed by a knife than getting shot by a gun exactly um, yeah but it's but I think it's, yeah it's still like you know um, there was there was a a couple that I saw one time um on the train and this guy was talking really mean to the girl. Mm-hmm. And again, I was in the moment of like assessing the situation yep. because I thought to myself like, okay, here it is where I can say, Hey, knock it off. Yep. One, they don't, I don't speak the language. They were clearly not German. Okay. And, and so I thought, Holy cow. And so I thought, okay, I stand my ground here, get ready because if it escalates, yep. then I really have to step. Instead of what I saw other people do, which was like they switch cabs, like they, oh. they, you know they saw this stuff and they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to the other yeah. cab because of the train because I don't want to be near this stuff. So I thought, no, 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 okay, we stand by, we'll see what what's going on. But then she spit on him and like slapped him, and I was like, holy cow, they're just both dysfunctional. Like this is yeah something where it's like terrible. So they had some internal um, shit going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just one of those things where I was like, "Okay, this is it. This is the moment of truth, Philip. Are you gonna fucking bail out like this other two dudes that you saw like bailing out? Yeah. Or are you gonna stand?" And I thought, "Okay, I just stand here, and if anything, uh, what ended up happening is that the guy noticed that I was watching, and so this also deterred the situation. So there's ways that you can defuse yeah. the situation. Yes. Um, and uh, I remember like uh, when I got out of the military." I think I was a little, definitely more paranoid than I am now, and I was uh, hanging out with this uh, buddy of mine from the Buddhist practice, and uh, he, I was just amazed at how free spirited he was, because he was like, "No, man," she was like, "My life condition's high, like, you know, it's not. I'm not afraid of somebody with a gun. Like, I shouldn't have to be afraid of somebody with a gun or no. do this stuff because I'm protected, you know. I'm like, and um, but." And it was just, and it was just like this realization of like, if your life 
uh, condition, meaning your vibration is in a much higher state. First of all, you're not around that kind of stuff. You won't be subjected to it. And I think it's it's really hard to see those things when you see like extreme injustices, mm -hmm. like you know, especially from like overseas or in places where like there's warlords running the village and stuff. Because you realize like, okay, what is why do these poor people suffer? But there is definitely some correlation there. Yeah. Like, okay, you can have this much uh, control over your own life and over the situation around you. Yeah. So I think that that was like a reminder when this when I noticed this guy. He's like, okay, somebody's looking at us. Like we're not just sitting. Here, yeah. You know, and so it kind of deterred them. And so even that could be enough. Not even having to raise your hand, not having yeah. to call the cops or do anything, but just like realizing that it's not there. And, and I think people have lost the courage to do this, mm -hmm. right? Like, obviously, there was two other individuals who got out of the, the train yep. cab. Um, but I thought to myself, like, um, this is what we probably need to be developing, you know? This is what we need to be developing so that we can make better decisions um, on the micro and on the macro. Because the guy who decided to lie about the things, you know, the test in... Yeah. Uh, Volkswagen you know, yep. for yep. this guy for Volkswagen they obviously had this uh, a lack of courage yeah There's, you know and I think how do you develop that how do you instill that on your children so that they grow up to be men who men and women who make decisions you know yep. based on courage this is the challenging part I always grew up with the the, the, the thing you know my, my, my parents always said when in doubt do the right thing you know but it's 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 People obviously don't have doubts, <laughs> so so that's uh, yeah. So the, the, you know, if you're if you say, you know, oh my God, I can lose um, my my annual salary of, of millions of euros. Uh, so no, I'm I'm I've seen that so many so many times in 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 corporations, places where I've worked. People, you know, you thought your colleagues. That's a th another thing, you know. Many times, people, your colleagues, your work colleagues, they, they, you know, we talk like friends, and we become friendly, and we, but, but, when push comes to show, it's just, you know, every man for himself in a company, you know, <laughs> because you, you, you are, you will protect your, your, your income, your, your, your life, your. You the the way you you lead your life, um, but if something is 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 obviously illegal or immoral, then I I hope I would I would really say something. I really do. But you know, in in all corporations, there will always be small things that where you say, oh, this this doesn't really seem right. But it's not downright illegal. Um, it could be someone who's being passed over for promotion, or uh, I don't know. There's a lot of corporate policy politics and bs in in any company um and it's 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 not always justified that you know speaking up against stuff like that can cost you your job um but if if it's illegal then then definitely you should say something that's and i hope i would <laughs> <laughs> Make the decision beforehand. <laughs> yeah, but you always have, like you I say, you know, you have to, you have to assess the situation. Say, oh, what's at stake here, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's not an easy answer. You no, know? it's not. It's easy to say have courage when you need to have courage, 
But then how do you actually do it when the moment comes? But, the only way that I know how to do it is to prepare for yeah. it, which means training. You know, it's like um, – But you and I, we're, you're running, we're both we're both physically big. I'm tall and, and you're, you're also a, a, a big guy. I, I'm heavy, yeah. If, 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 um, if I met you in a dark alley and I didn't know you, I would probably think twice, you know. <laughs> you know really? Yeah. You wouldn't say like – This fat boy can't catch me. No, no, no. I, 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 I would, I wouldn't jump on you. I, I, I would, you know, be respectful, and I would, I would, I wouldn't attack you. I, I wouldn't do do that because I wouldn't know if I could. No, no. I'm talking about running away. Like you don't think that uh, this is what I think now. Like this is my insecurity has come up where I've gotten so heavy where I'm like, I know somebody can snatch something out of my purse. Or out of my purse, out of my hand, right? Like if I have my, this is paranoia that I have. If I'm looking at my cell phone too long uh, out in public, someone could snatch it off because they'll think like this fat boy won't be able to to catch me. And it's probably true. Like I could probably exhaust myself to a certain extent, <laughs> but yeah, at that point I might be like, oh, I'm just gonna call the insurance people, uh, you know? or I have like gotta have the ability to like uh, delete all this stuff from the phone remotely, like. But yeah, you have to choose some bigger battles, and I think it's, it's strategic, you know. Yeah. But I think earlier when I was in so heavy, people definitely had this. I mean, I had that reaction when uh, I showed up to a Buddhist meeting here in Germany with a a, a metal band T-shirt. They were like, you know, "Ooh, <laughs> the way you look and the way you are is completely different." Yeah. You know. It's a facade, the tattoos and you know all this stuff. Yeah, this is all a facade. But my, I've, I've, I've never been scared because I'm a tall guy and 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 you know, big over my shoulders and and I, I, I it's you know, nobody ever has come towards me and 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 I, I never felt threatened, you know. So so and and that might have something to do with my physical appearance. I don't know, but. Uh, but have you met anyone who's actually taller than you? Very few people. <laughs> Very few people. Okay, okay. Yeah. but there are people. Yeah, there right? are people, um, and I'm not. I'm not a timid, intimidated by that. You know, as you grow older and wiser, I, 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 yes. I, 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 I changes. yeah, it changes, and it's just I'm not. Uh, you know, people staring you directly in the eyes. I, I don't. I don't do that. I just you know mind my own business, and I don't because some people might feel. You know that it's a provocation or something that I stare them directly in the eyes. But if if I see someone who 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 seems a bit aggressive and and you know coming on to to other people, I I, I listen, I I pay attention, but I don't stare them directly in the eyes. Uh, you, sh- you shouldn't do that because that might you know ignite something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a situation one time uh, on a train coming back from. Uh Berlin. This is during the time that I was in in, uh, in the army. Uh, it was a crowded train, and some drunk dude came up and yelled something to me in German. And this time, I obviously did not understand any German. No. So uh, somebody next to me, like the guy came on board, and he like <laughs> and like walked away, and everybody was scared. And I wasn't scared because I didn't understand what the guy said. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> I was like, so I don't know if people thought I was being like uh, a badass or or courageous, but I was just like, I didn't understand, so it didn't add like zero effect on me. Like it just went through me. Like okay, whatever. Yeah. 
and um, and some guy, somebody next to me was like, "You just said that you look really scary." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like clueless. I was like, I, I was like, well, I was like, well, I was more scared of this guy because he looked like he could, yeah, yeah, just be, you know, doing stuff just stupidly picking on people. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's like this thing of like a your life condition. You know, as you get older, things obviously change. You're not so challenging anymore. No, at least I'm not so challenging anymore. Uh, but that's not to say that you should be, you know. Totally passive. No, it's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance is. It is. I and I agree with you. You get older and wiser. You get you get children. Um, you have a family to protect and think of. And um, so, but but still, you know, there there's a, like you say, there's a balance because there's a limit to what you should risk. Um, and obviously, like people, the the upper management of Volkswagen, you know, they did get caught. You know, <laughs> so crime doesn't pay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, should have thought about their children. Yeah. Then. Yeah. <clears throat> their entire <laughs> life, you know, they they. So so obviously, if, and, and and that's kind of a a nice thing to know that in general, even in politics, that's why I know that conspiracy theories they 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 are not true because if you have a bunch of people more than just a a small group of like five people, nobody in the long run can keep a secret. It just, it's not possible. I know there are no aliens in Area 51 because if there were... Any live ones. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, there are not even dead ones, you know, because if there were, we would know it. I know. (laughs) People can't keep a secret. It's just it's in our in it is it's in us to, to we have this thing in us. I know something you don't know. A, a drunk guy in a bar somewhere will 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 eventually burst, you know, and say, "I got this thing, you know. Can you keep a secret?" And so so I know that that we 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 can't keep secrets. It's just a human thing. So so all these big things. I don't know if I can totally agree. <laughs> So you know there are aliens. This is, like, <laughs> this is like really hard to have a conversation about now because you could oust yourself. No, I think it's. Um, I mean, you have a great point, which is that yeah, uh, people cannot hold secrets, no. um, or there's a difficulty to hold secrets. But I, I, I see it. Maybe, maybe it's not a parallel. It has to be different. Um, you know, one of the things that I one of the things that I really think about a lot, especially now that I live here in Europe, is this idea that at one point only a select a few people could read and write, and some only a few selected people could do math and know this truth of the universe. Yeah. And I think when it comes to that, that's really more like privileged truth, although we don't see it that way because we all read and write. Yeah. We all know basic mathematics, mm-hmm. right? We can all discern. But I think it's one of those things where, like, it's 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 privileged information. You know, I grew up with believing that my, the guy who I thought was my father was, was actually not my father, yeah. right? So yeah. Like, I, I found this out. So it's one of those things where, like, okay, eventually I could have... I would have found out, right? Yeah. Maybe if it would have been like much, much later in. Or maybe my mother would have taken that secret to the grave. Like, you know, maybe that marriage would have worked out and, you know, I would have never found this out. Mm-hmm. 
Or maybe I would have found out, or maybe one or two generations farther down could have found this secret out somehow yeah. or somewhere. Yeah. But the, I believe that there are tons of stuff that go unspoken and have gone unspoken for centuries. Yeah. So I cannot say that there are no aliens in Area 51. And I can't, you know, but I know that the possibility of hiding secrets is quite possible, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, in the past, you're right, absolutely, because that we, we were not connected the way we are now. Yeah. But now with access to information and, and you have everything. Well, think about this. Let me, th- let me tell you mm-hmm. this. What about this? Like, what if you needed a website for your business and somebody, you hire somebody to take care of this? Right for you, mm-hmm. um, and that individual had some code to hide, you know, to pull out. I don't know two cents from transactions that you get mm-hmm. through your website. Done. Mm-hmm. Do you have the capacity to be able to detect that? No, no, I wouldn't. Because we hear it from other experts, right? Facebook application is getting gathering information from your phone yeah. that has nothing to do with Facebook and sending over there. Zoom is gathering information from the users and sending it to Facebook. And so we hear always the aftermath, but not during the, the situation. And I think the ability to discern and to detect this kind of stuff is what's really important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's probably what needs to be. And so I think this is the new era or this is the new this is our generation's uh you know level of of um of accessibility yeah. you know to like the idea that you have to become a priest or you have to go into the church um to even try to get a possibility chance to learn how to read yeah. you know this is how like muslim countries work you know nobody learns how to read unless you learn to read the quran yeah. so yeah so it's like the idea of like accessibility yeah. You know, and people are, are are guarding this stuff because of whatever is at stake for them. You know, that's 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 the really weird part for me because it, there's this great there's this great quote from a song that I heard I don't know ten years ago uh, where the girl was saying it's not about making it free, but it's about making it freer. Yeah. You know, and the idea that you have the option to, to know or not to know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It started getting very... No, it, 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 it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but, but you're right. Like, all technical stuff, you know, there's absolutely reason to believe that um, that there are secrets. Well, what about, like... Okay, but that's a really good point. Sorry to cut no, you no. off, because you're right. I just gave you one technical... Ex- uh, or one example that's technical. Yeah. What about other stuff? Like... What if you were if you grew up in a divorced family and either you lived with your mom or your dad and they taught you that love was not real and that that was not possible and you just got fed this alternative truth to the way life is and the way relationships are how could you not tell yeah unless you go out outside of your comfort zone and try mm-hmm. right I mean, that I guarded myself for many years that way because my, you know, my mother's been married multiple times. So, you know, the idea of marriage to me is not so safe. No, like, no, no. <laughs> but you grow up with this mentality, and I thought to myself, yeah, like, why have kids? Why? Yeah, have, exactly. Why be? No, you're, you're right. You're right. Makes sense. Absolutely. That that's a good point. I'm thinking, you know, <clears throat> if you look at your life as a as a lifespan of like 80 years, 90 years, average, I don't know. 
um, I, I just think that the truth will balance out. You know, you grow up like the first twenty years. You believe that you're you you come from a happy family, and then your mother tells you something that 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 shocks you, um, and then eventually it, it it evens out. You know, emotionally, you just you know kind of deal with the with the fact that you grew up maybe on a lie. I don't know, but but it yeah. it's it's just. I think in the long run, people just can't keep secrets, whether they are big or small. Um, and particularly, particularly more, I think more particularly big, important. I mean, obviously, love and 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 family are important things. But you know, like state secrets um, <laughs> on that level, I don't think. There are any big state secrets that any journalist uh, wouldn't find out. I just, you know, I, d- I don't know who really killed JFK, but <laughs> but it's uh, it's buried somewhere, and 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 somebody knows, and and um, eventually I mean, we know that we know that for sure uh, Epstein did not kill himself. We know for sure Carol Bastet fed her husband to the tigers, mm-hmm. like. There are certain things that are like you, in your gut. You're like, yeah, this is totally true. Yeah, and there's no way. And we could, we could, we know there's foul play in the assassination of JFK. Of JFK. Yeah, who we point the finger to is probably the hard part. So there's those things where like the ability to discern it's so important to to develop because that's what keeps you. But I would say, look into the dictatorships around the world who have a really tight. Niche. Like in America, we still have a sense of balance, even though it seems to be very. <laughs> it seems right to now. run amok at the moment, but it's, <laughs> it's still like you know uh, we still have a, a certain level of checks and balances yeah, that yeah, yeah. prevent things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as much as people want to like talk about fake news or alternative facts or all this bullshit, like. No, you just you have to be smart enough. It's I think the problem is not what people are outputting; it's what people are accepting. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's it's it's never the other person. It's always like you. What are you doing? Like, are you choosing to accept? Like, oh yeah, this is true. Yeah, exactly. I want to listen to this guy because I'm too lazy to make my assumption or my own opinion on climate change. Is should we be depleting this earth of its natural resources and moving to another one? Uh, you'd make you need to make that decision, not other people. We're back and to to uh, that's the problem. We're back to um, to the thing about do you react or not? Because obviously, what's going on right now in American politics is 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 um, yeah, it's, it's not good. And and do you as a voter when you on election day do you do you go in and and um, make a decision or do you? Just stay in your comfort zone. Oh, this is the hardest part right now because uh, you know Joe Biden has become the dominant, uh, the Democratic. Um, yeah, so you have a choice uh, between party, two, two, two uh, old white men, right? <laughs> well, what I think it's really bad is that um, it's this vote um, blue or nothing, or like Bernie or bus people, like this extreme. Ends. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, of the of the system, so black, because black or white, you know, in terms of not racist, but but it's it's either or, you know, you can't have yeah something Denise, as a compromise. It, and there needs to be like here's the thing: it's it's, a, it's not to me, it's not so much about like Joe Biden being the nominee or not. It's about 
demanding more from a party who wants our vote. Yeah. If, fuck you if you want, sorry. <laughs> like, you know, screw you if you want to do, like, uh, you know, if you want to put whoever you want in, in place. Like, you're not going to get my vote if you don't listen to me. Exactly. And that's why I'm not a, I'm bipartisan. Yeah, yeah. Nonpartisan. <clears throat> I'm nonpartisan because none of these uh, parties have ever reflected, you know, a concern that I have. No. There's no way. I think I think yeah. uh, the, the the thing, the fact that you only have two parties, main parties in in the U.S. is also there's a lack of of detail. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's binary. Yeah. It's it's just. You need, like here in Germany, sorry, <clears throat> you have nine or ten major parties, and and so there there's a lot more nuance, and uh, that nuance also comes into the debates, and you know that a government cannot function alone. There's just not in in any government here. There's there's no single party. It's always a a constellation of more parties, and you have to listen to all those parties in the government so the greens i like that, yeah. they, that they make coalitions yeah here they do because it feels like a balance um abstraction of, of everything exactly else. and also the, you have this second and third choice voters so like you can always have you know like i would always my number one choice would have been bernie but if somebody else would have been if i was able to put one two or three this is so much better than okay now i can only pick exactly guy that i clearly don't agree exactly. with exactly don't have faith that's because that's really what they're asking you to do they're asking you to put the faith in someone you don't have faith exactly in. it's it's arranged marriage yeah, it is it's know? it's okay. and arranged marriages could work but you know the, it's, the less it's of it's two modern. evils you know it's just it's, you have to say okay i don't really like any of these guys but yeah well um i'm gonna do my my duty and 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 vote for one of them right um so it's it's um yeah that that's that that must be real i've never and never will um probably uh, have to go voting in the us but that would be a weird experience for me <laughs> i got to say yeah, <laughs> yeah so anyways philip we've been talking for more than an hour now yeah i got an hour 10 minutes here. yeah yeah we went through a lot of places but you Yeah, when you said when you started talking to this thing about secrecy at the end, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. "You've really opened a can of worms." Yeah, we can we can make a we can make a whole uh, episode about you know conspiracy <clears throat> theories because the Germans they have a very they're very pragmatic they you know, they're fact based people they they want to they want to see facts. <laughs> have you been on Facebook lately? <laughs> have you been on Facebook lately? <clears throat> There's so much dissonance right now. People who think that this, um, yeah, this whole coronavirus thing is just a, a tool from the government. To, yeah, you know. that's a good example <laughs> of, of a, a conspiracy theory that I don't believe in. I mean, well, it's still new, the coronavirus, but eventually we will know. Was it something that, you know, <clears throat> happened in a, in, a, in a lab somewhere and, and things got wrong or some evil person thought out, We gotta have some virus that mainly attacks at, at, at attacks uh, poor people, so we can kind of clean up the planet. I don't. <clears throat> I've heard all these theories, and I don't believe in any of them because I know that eventually we will we will know the truth. You know, it's it's. 
I think it's just bad hygiene, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. But see, that's what I mean. Like, we've known that bad hygiene is bad, so why do people keep doing it? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but again, we're we're comfortable in our in our comfortable so- com- comfort zones. So as long as things don't go wrong, we just keep doing what we're doing. We're just we're we're humans. It's it's a human thing, you know. We just. It, 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 don't fix it if it ain't broke. <laughs> I think it's the. <laughs> you got to think globally and act locally. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's. It, so yeah, there may be uh, an authoritarian in the White House, but how do you treat the person you're interacting with, you know, at the bakery when you pick up your bread? Like, I think this is, that's what's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it has been uh, nice talking to you, Philip. <clears throat> it was. And Always a pleasure. Another episode of Dealing with the Germans. Thanks for listening, and um, we will be back soon. Ciao, ciao. ciao.